the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Tuesday. How's everybody doing? I was listening to the uh, the news girl, and I couldn't help but notice. Stagflation, are you enjoying it? How's everything? How's everybody's 401k and the investment outlook? Everything going good? Commodity prices skyrocketing. And this is just the beginning. A market that has $180 billion, billion pumped into it every month is like Kamala Harris at lunchtime. Can't pick her head up. Can't pick its head up, the market. All the commodity prices just through the roof, and this is stagflation. But right on target, the Marxist mafia misses no opportunity to profit, to pay off its insiders, to inside trade, to front-run purchases of corporations and investments into industries that you would never make, yet you underwrite it all. So this happened yesterday. And it was, uh, I noticed it yesterday, so I'm going to play a clip that's old, and it's from the gargoyle, Chucky Schumer, because nothing is an accident. And Chucky Schumer hasn't had an original idea in his life. Chucky Schumer is one of my favorite Democrats because he looks the part. I mean, he looks like, for those people who are going to get marched off to hell, there's going to be a guy in a loincloth that looks like Chucky Schumer standing there. He looks like Beelzebub himself, and he should, because looks are sometimes appropriate and no more is it than chuck schumer tomorrow president biden will visit an electric electric vehicle manufacturing facility in michigan where a major auto american american auto company is set to unveil its new electric electric pickup truck now there's something you should know about ford i think it is a uaw shill company you've been underwriting that son of a gun for half a century if not more and I don't just mean with the money that's poured into it. And I know during the crisis, they were forced to take the loan. They didn't take the money. Take a look at your municipality. What are the vehicles that you're paying top dollar and then some for? That's the greatest scam in union chicanery is Ford. GM doesn't stand a chance compared to Ford. So to me, Ford is nothing more than a UAW bagman company. That's all it is. And it exists by being underwritten by people who would never drive a Ford. Tomorrow's announcement is a significant breakthrough because it's one of the best-selling cars in America. The success of an electric pickup could hasten our nation's transition to a cleaner, brighter, and stronger transportation future. Now, you know why it's the best-selling truck in America, right? Because for a if I had to guess, I'd say, what, about seven years, eight years, maybe more. Zero percent financing for 84 months. Ta-da! That's why it's the best-selling truck. 
You pretty much walk in there or stumble in there, you sign a piece of paper, and they give you a truck. And personally, I'm very happy to see the Biden administration put a spotlight on zero emission vehicles. This is an issue I've been working on for a very long time. Did you know Chuck Schumer was working on zero emission for a very long time? Who knew that? Chuck Schumer's been in the Senate, been a politician since the 80s. Has he been working for a very long time? Because what he's really been working to do is to corrupt the entire industry and create an industry that cannot exist on its own merit. In fact, paperwork is just in, and even when they play with the numbers, you're at about 18% of people who had electric vehicles that said, not for me. The real number is 35, but they're counting hybrids. Because what people understand is these electric cars are like your cell phone. They suck after you buy them. They're terrible. The battery doesn't work as advertised. It's a little dangerous in case anybody hasn't been watching the news. And the entire thing wouldn't exist if it were not for credits and subsidies. On the low end, 7500 And the big Teslas, you're at about between eleven and seventeen grand, depending on how you qualify. And something I'm passionate about. No matter how you look at the data, there's no way that America can meet our targets for reducing greenhouse gas emissions without looking at how we drive transportation accounts for and that's why they created them they created these weapons so-called goals to control your mobility end of story they don't like you they don't like you having the ability to get in your car and drive around so they scammed an entire industry and made co2 somehow a pollutant with very little debate and even smaller amounts of science. The weapon of science is what Chuck Schumer is good at. This is what this entire industry is good at. That's why almost two years ago I developed and introduced an ambitious new proposal to rapidly phase out gas-powered vehicles and replace them with clean cars. Did you know that? All told, the object of the plan called Clean Cars for America, is that by 2040, all vehicles on the road should be clean. I'm delighted that President Biden has put this proposal in his Build Back America infrastructure. Be careful. Get that Nazi Through a phrase mixture right. of credits and investments, it would make electric vehicles affordable for all Americans, provide incentives to trade in older gas vehicles, build the necessary charging infrastructure, and, very importantly, create tens of thousands of good-paying union jobs in automaking, union. construction, and battery manufacturing. Turn to page, what distinguishes dummy. this proposal is its ability to unite the environmental movement, the labor movement, and the large automakers. Isn't that a great thing? And that's the scam. Not that it's just cash for clunkers, because it is. It's just on steroids this time. That's exactly what it is. But it's about the corporatism and the fraud that they are all in on. Now, you've heard me mention for at least a year about the Michael Moore documentary, Planet of the Humans. So I was able to find this snippet, and I had the lovely Misty Callahan cut it up. Because this scam that he just said two years ago, that's roughly when these fraud companies started to front run this public funding of an entire industry. And they started to position themselves just right as we're about to dump 
tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions, into a product that the consumer does not want. And it has to be forced, incentivized, bribed to even purchase. And that is the scam of the electric vehicle. There was a man from Goldman Sachs who was particularly in love with turning forests into profits. Has everybody got uh, enough coffee? You might want to get some more. Meet David Blood, former CEO of Asset Management for Goldman Sachs. Same How companies. much money did Mr. Blood believe should be invested in green energy? Uh, a natural alignment for something in the order of 40 to $50 trillion worth of capital. 40 to $50 trillion. And who was going to help the man from Goldman Sachs help him raise that astronomical amount of money? A gentleman some of you may recognize and know, Bill McKibben. It's entirely dependent on what kind of political will we can muster. And if we do not get this done very fast, then we're not going to get it done. And so Bill McKibben went forth to generate the political will for trillions of dollars in green investments. Our next guest has been called our nation's leading environmentalist. And you are, in some sense, the grand poobah of the environmental movement. Political will. Fast. Done now or it's not going to get done. This is the greatest fraud aside from the COVID shutdown perpetrated on the American people next to a few wars that cost us trillions and tens of thousands of lives. This is right in line. This is in the top five of fantastic scams that we have no idea the position and the money that will be made all in the name of pseudo faux science that is a fraud and doesn't work. My guest tonight is on a global crusade. On a global crusade for what? Commit to divesting from fossil fuels. We can't justify investing our money in companies that are basically running Genesis backward. So when you divest from fossil fuels and invest in green funds, what are you investing in? I took a deep dive into Securities and Exchange Commission filings to find out. For instance, in the Green Century Funds, recommended by 350.org and Bill McKibben, I found less than 1% solar and wind and 99% things like mining, oil and gas infrastructure companies, including a tar sands exploiter. Because it's all a scam. It's not about the stated goal. They're taking the money of these said funds and they're investing in mining. They're investing in many, many corporations that will benefit from these subsidies. McDonald's, one of the companies driving meat consumption across the planet. Archer Daniels Midland, one of the world's largest producers of biofuel. Coca-Cola, the largest creator of plastic pollution on Earth. Logging and paper companies, including one that brags about biomass burning. And banks. Lots of banks. Including BlackRock, the largest financer of deforestation on Earth. The business that they're engaged in is actually destroying our life support system. The Sierra Club also partners with a green fund called Aspiration. Aspiration also includes dozens of companies profiting from the destruction of the planet. 
The Sierra Club may be the greatest fraud lobbying organization ever created. It really is right up there with Goldman Sachs lobbying. Including Chevron, ExxonMobil, Chesapeake Energy. In order to maximize the production potential of the well, the shale formation will be hydraulically fractured. The Russian gas giant Gazprom. Gazprom owns the world's largest explored gas reserves, 36 trillion cubic meters. And in perhaps the most bizarre twist of all, the Sierra Club's Green Fund's biggest holding is in Viva, the world's largest consumer of forests, to be incinerated in green energy biomass plants. How many trust fund Oak Park self-loathing, daddy-hating babies are there out there right now? Those green Nazis, those eco-Nazis with their open-toed shoes and their chubby wives that have been pretending to be green and funding and, and intimidating people to give money to these organizations without knowing any of this. I say 95%, the other 5% are in a scam. That's just the reality. But today, our 80-year-old in diapers with just a twist of dementia, he's going to tell us about the future. And they showed me the technology they're using to build this first ever fully electric F-150. I was able to sit in it, quite frankly. I, wow. They let me see it, so I apologize to you and I won't see it till tomorrow. And <clears throat> you're going to like it. Shut up. Shut up, dummy. Because you're selling a BS product. In fact, you're finally once doing the only thing you were ever qualified for. Selling cars. That's all you're good for. Everything else that comes out of your mouth is a dirty lie. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. Just to give you some numbers, because I'll tell you what, I know you're right. I am aggravated. I can't get over that this is happening right before our eyes. Just to give you some numbers in Joe Biden's plans, $174 billion is going to be spent on specific factories and companies. $300 billion to put the EV little stations around the country. That's $474 billion that they estimate for you kids that went to CPS. Now you know what happens when they estimate it. Times it by two and multiply 30 and you'll be real close. Think of like the Jane Byrne and that'll kind of give you some indication as to how the real spending works. And in the meantime, their position and their, their, little, uh, their little assistants in their office, their pages and their little lackeys, you know, like Kamala Harris used to be, they are all invested in these companies in this front-running scam. I think that is absolutely outrageous on a product, by the way, that sucks. Electric cars suck. And all you need to do is look at the king of them all, Tesla. Just take a look. There was in the paper, I think it was today or yesterday, one of those auto drivers ran into a squad car. But nobody talks about how often that happens. Now, this is from a couple of weeks ago in California. More breaking news this time out of spring. That is where overnight two people died when a Tesla crashed into a tree. And it's what appeared to have happened just before the crash that makes it especially unusual. KPRC 2's Devin Clark's live in the Carlton Woods subdivision in spring with what happened. Devin? Jacob and Sophia, that Tesla that investigators say burst into flames has been removed from the scene, but you can still see tire marks here in the grass leading up to that tree where the Model S 
made contact. Two men inside the vehicle were killed, and we understand that neither of them were in the driver's seat. We're told that one was in the Idiots. front passenger side and the other was in the rear passenger side when the vehicle failed to adhere to a curve and went into the woods. Because of the car's batteries reigniting the fire, the firefighters say that they had to use 23,000 gallons of water to put the fire out. The batteries took 23,000 gallons of water. What these cars actually do, what they actually do to the earth, is unbelievable damage. Unbelievable damage. Not only is this nonsense beyond expensive, and nobody wants it, but you're actually harming what you say you're protecting. You're destroying it. And everybody knows it, and for some reason... Nobody wants to say it as we pretend this is somehow good for the environment. Do electric cars really help the environment? President Obama thinks so. So does Leonardo DiCaprio and many others. The argument goes like this. Regular cars run on gasoline, a fossil fuel that pumps CO2 straight out of the tailpipe and into the atmosphere. Electric cars run on electricity. They don't burn any gasoline at all. No gas, no CO2. In fact, electric cars are often advertised as creating zero emissions. But do they really? Let's take a closer look. First, there's the energy needed to produce the car. More than a third of the lifetime carbon dioxide emissions from an electric car comes from the energy used to make the car itself, especially the battery. The mining of lithium, for instance, is not a green activity. When an electric car rolls off the production line, it's already been responsible for more than 25,000 pounds of carbon dioxide emissions. The amount for making a conventional car, just 16,000 pounds. Are you listening to this? It's from the minute of conception. It is a loser. It is an absolute and total loser. And the lithium, they have to destroy pristine earth. You know, the salt flats that everybody likes, the salt flats, what's underneath it? The salt is a product. It's lithium. So they're going to destroy the salt flats. Where's the Sierra Club? I thought they were all excited about the land. They're full of it. They're scam artists. And they've created an entire industry that you, the person who cannot afford one of these junks or doesn't want it, is going to subsidize it. Because this money is not coming from magic. It is not created, and somehow it creates jobs. It's bribing the job market. That's all it's doing. It's subsidizing it temporarily. This doesn't work. It is a scam. But that's not the end of the CO2 emissions. Because while it's true that electric cars don't run on gasoline, they do run on electricity, which in the U.S. is often produced by another fossil fuel, coal. You mean the holes in the walls aren't magic? I just plug it in and it's not magic? That actually comes from the evil, evil coal? You know, the way that we've kept warm, the way that has created life for us and allowed us to prosper and grow, the common denominator for everything in the world? As green venture capitalist Vinod Kosla likes to point out, electric cars are coal-powered cars. The most popular electric car, the Nissan Leaf, over a 90,000-mile lifetime, will emit 31 metric tons of CO2 based on emissions from its production, its electricity consumption, an average U.S. fuel mix, and its ultimate scrapping. 
A comparable Mercedes CDI A160 over a similar lifetime will emit just three tons more across its production, diesel consumption, and ultimate scrapping. But that's a diesel. And we don't have to pump billions and hundreds of billions. We don't have to create fake industries. Of course, the UAW doesn't get to work on them. But the diesel is ten times more beneficial. But that's not really what we're interested in. This isn't about benefiting the earth. This is about scamming you so that you don't get to be as free as you once were. And you have to bend knee to the tyrants, the Marxist mafia. 312-642-5600. I promise I'll take your calls when I get back. I think the most disgusting part about this isn't that they've somehow managed to uh, tax and create something as a pollutant that is not a pollutant. It's that even by their own science, this stuff doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It's not even close to working. The results are similar for a top-line Tesla, the king of electric cars. It emits about 44 tons, which is only five tons less than a similar Audi A7 Quattro. Are you listening? So throughout the full life of an electric car, it will emit just three to five tons less CO2. In Europe, on its European trading system, it currently costs $7 to cut one ton of CO2. So the entire climate benefit of an electric car is about $35. Yet the U.S. federal government essentially provides electric car buyers with a subsidy of up to $7,500. And that's just for the regular one. The Tesla's in the tens. Starts at 11, ends at 17. I mean, this, this has to stop. You're talking about subsidizing and stealing from the American people. It's outrageous to me. Ken Vernon Hills. Uh, Sean, yes. you think uh, part of the Green New Deal is also that uh, there will be no plastics, right? Do you think the uh, batteries uh, and motors of these cars would be able to move one of the iron monsters from the 60s? Ken, they're not, they're making this up. They don't know if it's going to be plastics. You heard, yeah. I don't know if you were listening. They're they're invested in all the plastic companies. These entire yeah, organizations but, but they that have, they create. The cars are, are the cars are so much lighter now that the uh, the batteries can work on a heavy heavy car. Oh, they could uh, the batteries yeah. don't go nearly as. And here's the other the thing, Ken. How many people have died because they've made the cars that lighter, that much lighter? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Batteries, you can't make a battery without plastics. Exactly. There's a film inside that separates the two chemicals. The housing is plastic. Yeah. Uh, Ken, they're not going to let we gonna the facts. Where are we going to get the plastics? From China? The, exactly. And China, by the way, produces more CO2 and more pollutants than America and all the other countries combined. China does. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Man, this China's cleaning up. And now Joe Biden uses that as like a competition. Like, let's not let America lose. Let me subsidize more money. Of course, you know, the people that elected him were all excited because he drove in a straight line and didn't hit anything. What a joke. Judy Lamont. Hey, Sean. First time caller. Congrats on the show. Um, I want to know where the Wizards of Smart, if they followed through on what happens after the batteries die. What graveyard do they go to and what havoc is that going to wreak on the earth when it starts seeping all the lithium and whatever the heck else is? Well, maybe they could figure out a way to put it back in those massive craters that they create as they dig two miles down and destroy jungles and destroy salt flats and destroy 
really what was considered pristine earth because that's that's well, then really it's, what then it's they do. Take more CO two to get it back over there. So but they're doing just it. Going Judy. in a vicious cycle that we are all paying for. Exactly, and they're doing it just so they're, they get to do yeah. it, and you have to stay home, Judy, because pretty soon what yeah. this is really coming is the cap and trade, and you're going to be yeah. paying to travel, and you're going to be paying taxes if you do. So, Judy, don't. But you you already know this. It is yeah. one giant scam that you almost I have know. to tip your hat to thinking. Not since insurance have I been so impressed with a scam. Thank you, Judy. I appreciate thank you. the call, and thank you for making the call. You know, I told you the thing. I, I told you, kid, it's like a small percentage of people that call the show. And then the good thing is, once in a while, you get a show. Jim in Naperville. You know, Sean, what's even more important than the financial and, eco- and environmental impact uh, that, that these lefties uh, you know, overlook in their self-righteousness is the uh, child slave labor it takes to get the cobalt and these precious metals out of the ground. And they go to countries like uh, the Congo. Well, I don't think there's a lot of white. Pri- I think there's a lot of white privilege amongst these lefties with their little pink hats driving down the road with their masks on mm-hmm. uh, inside their car. You know, let a little look. Jim, little electric, I think. Uh, I think if we if we look at all of the topics and all of the facts and we look at all of the stance, the stance on virtually every position from the from the modern day Marxist calling himself a Democrat. One thing's for damn sure. They could give a rip about these kids unless they can use them to pay their very well endowed teachers extra money. Otherwise, you'll never hear them care about kids. What are their big positions? Their big argument is we have to figure out how to let the mothers kill them right up until they come out of the shoot. Then the other thing is we don't care if it doesn't happen in, in if it, what happens in other countries. After all, that benefits us. So put those kids in the hole, put a shovel in their hand and get them digging because that's what they are. See, this is all false virtue. Thank you for the call. I truly appreciate it. Uh, Craig in Mount Greenwood. Craig. Hey, Sean, thank you very much for taking the call. Man, you're hitting a bullseye with this program today. And I'm going to tell you something. I love to take and I get these people at work. I mean, they go, oh, they're so proud. They come in with their new little electric vehicles and stuff. I say, you're dead. Blasted vehicle, you got, got to run these coal fire power plants all night long to charge up your stupid vehicle. And I, mean, that, I said, you're polluting the air all night. You're basically uh, using the worst, dirtiest fossil fuel we have to take yeah. and charge your vehicle. You ain't accomplishing nothing good. You're just, you're a fool. I tell well, people that. Anyway, yeah, those, those are comp- magic holes. Those holes in the wall, those are magic holes. They don't have to be uh, concerned with all of that. But here's what you need to know, Craig, because it's very important. I have a friend of mine that uh, went into the insurance business, and this was Years and years ago when the Prius came out, and um, he had informed me from his data in the uh, insurance industry, do you know the likelihood of a Prius being involved in an accident is almost two times that of any other car? Which goes to show you the people that buy Priuses, they're about as good of drivers as Joe Biden, who was able to sit in the truck and drive in a straight line and turn around. Of course, they didn't let me know if he ruined the leather seat when he got out. You got to know. I don't know if those diapers are three-hour diapers. David in Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I was thinking of stopping by your cigar shop. we got to start work on unionizing China, but that's not why I called. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there, baby. I'm not there, but I, I may have to come back to the sewer pretty soon. But go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, my question is about finance. How many of these people on the Democrat side in Congress and in the Biden administration have a husband or a brother or a sister that is – buying uh, call options on these companies where they make an announcement like we're going to expand electric vehicles like 
How many of those people, is there a way of, like, in disclosure to Nancy find Pelosi, out? Nancy Pelosi, I don't think you have to go look that far. Nancy Pelosi herself exercised a $5 million option play on Tesla in January that would have made Citadel, imp- that would have impressed Citadel. So th- right. you don't have to look to their husbands and spouses. They do it open and notorious. So that's what this is all about, by the way. Look at what has happened and look at who holds stock. Yet the Democrats themselves want you to believe that it's the Republicans that are full of the dark money and the insider trading when the reality is they all are in on it. And the only time they tell exactly. the truth is when they call the other one a scumbag. Thanks for calling the show. I really appreciate it. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls to clean up the board. When I get back, I have a great guest at 605. You're going to be impressed after this. I used to love when this song would come on at the family weddings and all everybody would get up and start dancing. A lot of fun. Boy, I can't be the only one who has that memory. All right, let's clean up the lines in order. No one can get mad. Steve on the south side. Hey, Sean, two, two things. One is the, the power grid that would have to support this thing. Like road trips, as we know, it would be gone. Anytime you go out west, where are you going to power these things up at? There's, there's no utilities out there. No well, Steve, $300 billion in this phony in this phony infrastructure bill, ah, $300 billion. So all the He's, copper, the digging up of, of the roads, yeah, that, that sounds great. See, but Steve, you know what goes into this kind of development, right? The vast majority of these people <laughs> that we're talking about are these Oak Park Marxists, right, who never leave the library. Yep. They go to the Starbucks. They come home and they tell their wife, you look good today. Your toes look clean. All of that stuff. So they don't know what. They don't know what. What the hell they're doing? They wait they for their little trust fund to kick out a current. check every month. It's a scam. Go ahead. One other thing is the rare earth magnets. Okay? In order for anything electromechanical, you have to have rare earth magnets because those are the most efficient. You get the most power from them. China has a lot, and they've bought all the rare earth mines. So in addition to lithium and cadmium, you've got to have rare earth magnets. They've locked down all the mines for that. Yeah, that's why, Steve, I'm rooting for the aliens. You know, all this alien stuff coming around? I mean, I'm telling you, I got more faith in the aliens than I do the Democrats, because if we continue down this path with these morons in charge, what do you think is going to happen before I got to learn how to speak that stuff? You know what I mean? I don't want to learn how to speak that stuff. Experts of self-destruction. How do you think my accent will go in Cantonese? Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate it. This is something I've always loved any woman I was ever involved with to say. I've tried to get my wife to say this 21 years of marriage. I think I got her up to two times. And Rebecca in Lake Forest is going to say it for free. Rebecca, how are you? Hey, hey, Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? Very good, very good. Hey, I have my opinion about Lydia here. Uh, I am from Peru. I'm American from Peru. Okay. And I have customers in Bolivia and Peru about and, and mining. And what these companies are going from here, going over there, and they destroy. They destroy the the environment. They destroy the life of these people, these miners. See that, Rebecca. Is, that's very important. What do they do to these people who are in these villages who are very poor with very little education? What do they do to those people in those villages? Maybe well, you should tell they the people. Go with the, let me tell you, they go with the big contracts over there. They give it like nothing, like literally nothing for salary because they don't have the right the minor skill in the United States have. They have only, you know, you have one, one salary per month. But this is, this is what I don't want to talk about and what they do with the environment. They, in order to exploit lithium, you have to subtract so much water, 
and water, and they have to bring water from the communities. It's nothing like you just go and, oh, just flood drinking. No, you have to use water. You have to use human resources. Like, humans, like, have to be there, you know, sure. peace for minus mm-hmm. without any protection. And now Mr. Tesla or anyone go over there and buy the lithium for cheap, all of these Canadians go buy lithium for cheap, and don't give anything. They don't give my, nothing for this community. don't care. No. If they people care are less. older or their children. They enslave the people. They kick them off their land. The men that could work, they put them to work for slave wages. It's insanity what goes on, Rebecca. And here we are in the year 2021, and the and the, the, the section of our country that presents itself as to be the people that care about society have literally destroyed others with their ideas based in loss and fraud. Their ideas don't even work. You're doing all of this for zero net gain. It is it is a travesty, Rebecca. Thank you so much. But I have to say, it said in the thing, it said in the in the little topic that Sean is right. I couldn't get her to say that, but all right. Ninety seconds. I got to go to Uncle Ralphie. Uncle Ralph, got ninety seconds. Hey, hey, my boy, you're doing fabulous. Listen, the International Commission Exchange, an international body, mm-hmm. said that the the mines needed to mine what they the minerals to create this electric world they want, they couldn't even be set up till 2040 to 2050, okay? That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two, the damage done to the earth is 10 times what fossil fuels are. It's all a game. It's all a sham. It's all, and you're right on it. And, I, and I, my boy, I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. It's just Thank all you. one big screw-up is Thank what it you, is. And it just... I burn when I hear I know, these. I hear you. How's Texas going, kid? You love it down there? Yeah, we're getting a lot of rain. My week, my roof leaked a little bit, so I got a new roof going on. But other yeah. than that, it's beautiful Texas. Could you send me I mean, a picture? I, I just want a picture of you in the cowboy hat with the boots as you tell your neighbor, hop along, Casa Deach, moved in. Thank you so will, much, Uncle I, Ralph. I will send it. I will send it to you when you send me the T-shirt. <laughs> All right. You got it. You, with deal. That's a good trade. I appreciate it very much. I can't imagine the neighbors when they see Uncle Ralphie. This guy is the best of the best. I love him, but he looks just like he got thrown off the set at Bronx Tale. So um, he made a couple of guys named Billy Bob very nervous. John Lake, Geneva, I want to give you some time. You got 15 seconds. All right. All right. The F-150, uh, we drive them because we need them. We drive them hard and we work them hard. Yeah. The only people are going to be buying these electric things are going to be little boys and girls thinking they're cool or something. That's all. John, I love it. Thanks for the call. You're going to love it. It's going to be an F-150 with a Bernie Sanders sticker. That's not something you see every day. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Um, had people that have put in, been putting up the fight for American principles for decades. Uh, one of my favorite people is Grover Norquist. He's been doing it. He is the founder and head of Americans for Tax Reform, and I am honored to have him on the show. Grover, how are you? I am doing very well. Good to be with you. Nice. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, yesterday was the new tax day, and um, you know, I've been thinking about 
how this is going to go down from here on out ever since um, Joe Biden has stepped into the uh, presidency. And um, I'm also aware that, unfortunately, we've allowed taxation to become a weapon that the government uses against citizens to create those classes that America was never supposed to have. You've been putting up a fight. Do we stand a chance anymore, Grover, or is it? Uh, are we both Don Quixote? No, we're going to win. Uh, the good news is we're going to win. This is a setback. Real damage will be done. Uh, Biden and the Democrats want to have tax increases. Really? Really? Towards the end of a recession, towards the end of the pandemic, now is the time to put tax burdens on when we're trying to compete with China and Europe. We're going to tax our businesses higher than theirs. Why would you double the capital gains tax and have our American capital gains tax be twice China's? More than twice China's. We're there at 20. We'd be at 43.4. He wants to take the corporate rate. China's at 25. We'd be up at about 30 when you count state and local, even if you go with the sort of low number that some Democrats are talking about. If you go with the 2080s he's talking about, you really back up at 35 percent, 10 points higher than China, more than 10 points higher than Europe. Why would you do that? He wants to add a second death tax called the eliminating the step up in basis, something that the Democrats did in the 70s was so crazy they actually never implemented it and repealed it with a Democratic House, a Democratic Senate, and a Democratic President, Carter, before Reagan came in. That's one of the centerpieces of Biden's program on taxes, something that the Democrats tried once and it was so bad they they literally repealed it themselves. So it's it's not it's gonna be ugly, but uh, I think uh, he misunderstands. He got up and gave a speech in Scranton, supposedly, where he grew up or was born or something. Sure. And he said, you know, the Republicans are talking about how the stock market's going up. And, you know, but nobody in Scranton owns any stocks. Well, when, I mean, Biden's a pretty old guy. And back in the 1960s, less than 10 percent, fewer than 10 percent of Americans own shares of stock. Today, 53 percent of households are, have a 401k and or an individual retirement account, an IRA. Uh, so more than half the country is in the stock market. This is their life savings. Raising the corporate income tax makes your 401k, your IRA worth less than it would have done. Doubling the capital gains tax makes your IRA worth less because it makes all stocks worth less because the appreciation on them is more heavily taxed. Uh, so he's attacking more than half the country uh, in life savings. And we now know that somewhere between 50 and 70% of the corporate income tax goes straight into lower wages and fewer jobs for American citizens. How do we know that? Well, we reverse engineer what happened when the Republicans cut the corporate tax from 35% highest in the world to 21%. And you saw in 2019 alone an increase in the median family income, right? The dead, you know, half the people who make less, half to make more, it's about $63,000. It went up $4,400 in one year. That is a sustainable increase in the median income pay of $4,400 that goes out into the future um, because when companies are taxed less, they invest more in everything from computers to equipment to manufacturing. And when you have more capital per worker, the worker is more productive and therefore gets paid more on a sustainable basis. Everyone likes to talk about sustainable farming. Sustainable pay increases are increases that come from real increases in the value of a worker because he's got a better truck 
a better car, a better machinery that he works with, uh, better computers. And that makes us worth more. And we get we don't get paid more because we're nicer than Bangladeshis. We get paid more because we have more capital, more investment per worker, and we are more productive. But you're using logic and reason and fact. That is not something that these particular politicians are doing. And in fact, what they're doing, in my opinion, when you look back, look at this and you step back and you look at the macro picture of what they're doing, to me, it is simply economic sabotage. They are not interested in what works because we know that. We have history, we have proof, we have fact, and we have the theory of capitalism itself and the opposite of a, of, of a public sector economy, but a private sector economy, which is what made us the richest country not the fact that we could print money. And when you see this implementation of these Venezuelan, these Weimar Republic policies, and you realize they must know that this debt is merely future taxation and their ability to implement it where they want it is where their strength lies. Have I just become too cynical or am I looking at this and coming to the conclusion that my government has identified its enemy and it is the American citizen? Yeah, no, no, look, the left... It's not stupid. It's evil. They are on purpose doing things that are bad for the country, but good for the government. And so what do they do? They want to transfer resources from the free society of people who voluntarily exchange. You know, I like that bubble gum. I'll pay for it. I'd like that house. I'll pay for it. Um, you know, you exchange things back and forth freely with no compulsion. You move that, take that money away from there and put it into the government. What will we do? Oh, they're going to spend $100 billion. This is Biden's plan subsidizing rich people to buy uh, electric cars, $7,500 per car subsidy. Okay, That's more than they're going to spend on loads and bridges in their so-called uh, – people think when they call it something infrastructure, that means they'll get wider roads and fewer potholes and bridges that are replaced and, and strengthened. No, no, infrastructure is a French word, which means anything except roads. And the Democrats – have decided to call it infrastructure because people do want roads that work, but then they take that money and spend it on other things. And the more you look, if you create a political market, uh, wind power only exists because of the subsidies. Well, you know who the people who produce wind power write checks to Democrats <laughs> because the Democrats write checks back to them. Uh, and now they're going to create a imaginary uh, car industry. And the car companies have started giving money to the Democrats because they're not going to get paid from Washington, not by consumers. That Washington's job is to pass laws telling consumers they can't have what they want. You can't, can't have cars the size you want. You can't have cars that, that have the fuel that you want. We will tell you what to do. And so who does Ford and General Motors write checks to? Democrats, because exactly. that's who will decide if they're successful or not. The whole Green New Deal, the whole argument for uh, – global warming was to say the government should be making all of these decisions because global warming. Um, I actually once had a chance to talk to Al Gore and I said, if the angels came down on your shoulder and, and, and said, there's no global warming or cooling or climate change, or it's not man-made or it's not that big a deal compared to other challenges, you know, we were told because of global cooling, you had to ride bicycles and use less energy and a bunch of other things. We were told because of global warming, you had to ride bicycles and use less energy and a bunch of other things. And then climate change, uh, these are three different projects, but each one had the same set of rules. I said, if, if the angels came down and said, that's not happening, um, would, should we still force people to do those 10 things? 
And before I'd finished the question, he said, yes, yes, you should still do all those things. So he has a series of things he wants to make the American people do, and there's always an excuse for it. Why did we have to get in tea unsafer cars? Because we were running out of oil. Remember that in the 70s? We were running yeah, out of oil. Of course oil. I do. The 35 years left. Yeah. yeah. And now that we're awash in oil worldwide and energy, we got a new rule, new reason for the same thing, which is global warming. Uh, and as soon as you know, global warming isn't, able to make us do what we want, they will come up with something else. You know, Grover, a few years ago, I I used to uh, trade years ago at the Mercantile Exchange, and I was asked at that time, they were toying with the idea of a cap-and-trade system. And the owners of the it was they were going to do it right in Chicago, and the people who were the principals in that exchange were Al Gore, a Democrat, and Hank Paulson, a Republican. Has this become a convenient noble lie that both parties are willing to tell because they both see the profitability in it? Well, the good news is it's not both parties. I mean, there Paulson. I don't know why people think he's a Republican. Somehow Bush gave him a job. Well, Paulson took a job of Treasury Secretary. He said his number one thing was to 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 deal with um, the energy questions and and uh, global warming and things like that. That's not the Treasury Department's <laughs> department. I didn't know he had a conflict of interest in in, yep. in this subject, uh, but that ex- may explain why Paulson was in in that zone. Um, It's in a whole new avenue of taxation, though, isn't it? That's right. It's a whole new avenue of taxation was was another benefit. Oh, absolutely. This is a carbon tax is a gasoline tax on virtually all forms of energy. It is the training wheels for a value-added tax. And if we put a value-added tax, which is a national sales tax at every level of production, like every country in Europe has, every country in Asia has it. We're one of the few countries, you know, we, we, we use feet and miles and we don't have a vat. Uh, and those are a couple of things that make the United States different from uh, other countries. It's what makes our government smaller. Uh, you can get a lot of money out of people if you have a national sales tax. And um, that is why Sweden has a bigger government than we do. They have 25 percent that. France has a significant that. They it's about 20 percent. Uh, the average in Europe is about 20 percent that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. They want that. But to get their toe in the water, they demonize energy. Because we're running out of it, because carbon, because some, you know, whatever, they, they, they'll come up with a new rule. So if you tell them one thing isn't true anymore, they won't bat an eye. Same, same. You must do the same thing, but give us a moment. We'll come up with a reason for it because the other one didn't work. Uh, and this is a very real challenge. Watch out for the carbon tax. It is the predecessor for that, which is a tax not just on energy but on everything. And last, if, yeah. last, last question. Then I'll let you get back to your family. Um, this is beyond Keynesianism. You have an amount of money that is beyond staggering. Can you have this much created money pumped into an economy and still still have a private sector that can pull us out? Uh, well, we suffered dearly under Clint, uh, Carter, Carter, Jimmy Carter. Inflation, ten more than 10% a year for several years in a row. Uh, Reagan got us out of it. There was a steep recession and then start growth. You had to Stop printing money, stop spending so much, and cut tax rates to stimulate uh, economic growth and production. Reagan did that. Uh, we can pull out of this nosedive. Don't think we need to go into the nosedive. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not a good thing to do. But yeah, we can and will pull out uh, as long as the Democrats don't change the rules. And 
and the filibuster and change labor law. They want to ban independent contractors. They want to make it a crime to drive for Uber and be your own. They don't want you to be your own boss. They want you to have to join a union, pay union dues, which then gives money to the Democratic Party, which then tells you how to run your life. They want to change election law uh, so it's easier to cheat and uh, sure. uh, look at people's ballots before they turn them in. Mm-hmm. Well, we're from Chicago. They call that voting here. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we're right. trying to avoid that for the rest of the country. Right. Um, we would prefer that. How can the people help you? Where can they go? Uh, our website is atr.org, Americans for Tax from atr.org. I tweet at Grover Norquist. Uh, and take a look at the website. Every once in a while, it gives you a good blow-by-blow. Blow. What's happening on taxes? What's good? What's bad? Uh, and I just heard a very good presentation from uh, the, the leader of your uh, state senate uh, on audio uh, on, a, on a big uh, press call uh, today. And he was very optimistic about the Republicans' chances in the state legislature after redistricting going into the next election cycle to strengthen even in Illinois. Really? Because we don't have Republicans. Yeah. We have Democrats that have side parts and are better dressed. But all right, I'll take your word for it, and I'll try to be optimistic. And most of all, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Grover. Absolutely. Take care. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments, and I pose that question to you. Is there enough private sector left to pull us out of this? 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. <laughs> Nice pull, kid. Sending out an SOS. Like it. They're very good. Johnny Rocket. I'm going to tell you, um, I asked a question, and the question was, can the private sector pull the public sector out of the predicament they have put us into and are in charge of? My answer is no. My answer is no, and my answer as to why they are doing this is because in the collapse, the politicians become gods among men. It's very simple why every socialist economy and socialist society does the same actions that historically have failed for millennium after millennium is very simple because there is a ruling class that does not abide by the very laws they cast upon us. You know, Joe Biden and his his wife went on a phony baloney speaking tour like politicians want to do, like they like to do, and like that that we have legalized corruption. They go on these speaking tours, and they make millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they come back into politics, and now they have their infrastructure. They have their insiders. Barack Obama did it as he went from a president in uh, Illinois that was pretty much, I mean, a, a politician in Illinois that was pretty much broke. Broke! Hundreds of millions of dollars, and people want to believe it's because um, there's some interest in him speaking and not the scam book deals or the phony bribes that we call speaking engagements. Joe Biden and his wife diverted $10 million into an S-Corp to avoid taxation that he is not only implementing on his enemies and making other legitimate S-Corps pay, but he is threatening to increase because what they have understood is they can use a taxation to forever keep you in these so-called class structures that America really isn't supposed to have. So they use taxation to always keep you in that middle and in sometimes in the bottom. And it's through their so-called compassion for the middle and the bottom that you are the most taxed, the most taxed and the most abused. And you, in essence, are the one that underwrites their schemes and their scams. And when you allow a government to be in control of the macro economy, they implement these kind of industries that we're talking about that would not exist 
had they had had they needed to exist on pure satisfaction of the consumer capitalism 101 see a need fill a need create a good or a service that the people want that there is profit in and that is capitalism there is none of that in the green energy wind solar cannot produce a product that works for the consumer it has to be subsidized and in most cases it doesn't work at all wind would not exist it does not produce. It is a giant fraud. Yet there are billions and billions of dollars in it that are paid for by the people who cannot, will not have the luxury of affording that service. And this is a scam that should be ripped out by its roots. Yet here we are with these corrupt two-bit car salesmen in charge. And we're losing this. So I don't think we can. I think our future is Venezuela. I really do. And I think it's going to be terrible. And that's why I fought so vehemently hard against diapers Biden. It's why I will continue to fight hard against the butter-handed Marxist scum that support him. Because they're idiots, yet they have the arrogance and the confidence to continue to tell people in the face of reality that we the capitalists and we the Americans are the ones that are wrong. When the fact of the matter is they've never been right and they will never be right. So when all of this calamity happens, be sure and look at them, and we'll be in the same boat, and point it out to them. They are the scum that put us in this. The never-Trumpers, the people that were still stupid enough to vote for this moron. Did you see him today? Did you see how weak and worthless this man is the president of the United States? It's a pathetic display. Joe in Dundee. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Uh, Thank God. <laughs> we have someone to listen to other than John Howell. Oh, well, and it's you. Joe again. Uh, we've talked uh, first option CDs, Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Oh, wonderful. I held deck for, uh, yeah, yeah, Ryan Rager. Oh, sure. And uh, we've talked before. Yeah. Oh. I mean, uh, it was probably before your time uh, back at uh, Canal and Jackson. Uh, oh, I got there in 87. There. I got there in 87. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was way before you, but. Yeah. Um, hey, now, you know, um, the well, Fed, is, 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 I work the IMM, you know, sure. and I know that the Fed constantly has intervention. I'm thinking that, uh, you know, further along down the road, depending on how all this stuff goes, it looks like the Carter administration to me. I mean, Joe, it um, does. It does, Joe. And I, and I, by the way, I gotta, I gotta go to break. I'm sorry, Joe. I don't mean to cut you short. It does look like the Carter administration. You're absolutely right. But the difference is Joe, when you were in the markets, there were, there was an integrity system to the market and there was freedom and competition in the market. There was you and traders like you that had the opportunity to not, or, or they had the, the responsibility to not allow the banks to collude with each other to bastardize the market. Those days are gone. They've pulled this in the name of progress into the dark shadows and implemented something that they pretend exists called algorithms, rather than admitting the Federal Reserve is pumping $180 billion a month into the market, subsidizing what used to be private equity in the market. It is a fraud. If I ever titled my book, the thing would be, the whole damn thing is a lie. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. I miss being a capitalist after this. That's right. No need to tone it down. I love it. 
right. He's one of my favorite callers from the north side. Mike from the north side. What's up, Baloney? You're normally off topic as usual. Hey, how you doing? No, this is on topic, and I'm giving it to you and your listeners for free. Next year when I retire from the city, I'm going to write a book on corruption. But here's one of the little nuggets. I'm sitting at the bar having dinner about 10 years ago at a uh, German place on the north side. Uh-huh. Guy having, uh, sitting at the bar next to me tells me he does inspections. I says, for the government? He says, no. He inspects high-rise buildings for the mutual funds that loan money to the developers. Uh-huh. And there's a building downtown behind the cultural center, 130 North Garland Court. They didn't want to let him in. They were giving him a hard time. He called his boss. His boss says, okay, you got till 5 o'clock today to give us $80 billion. We're calling it a load. They didn't have it. They tried to negotiate with him. Well, you can't let anyone know what you see. He said, no, if something's wrong and, and it's a, 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 a tragedy there, somebody dies, I'm not responsible. So they let him up to the top. They were only zoned for 52 stories. They built 56. They sold the 53rd and the 54th floors for tens of millions of dollars each. The 55th floor was given to a guy by the name of Barack, and the uh, top floor was given to a guy by the name of Richie. Wow. This is scandalous, huh? Well, we're going to check it out on you there, Baloney. I hope you're not, uh, you know, you've got to be, this is, has to be legitimate. I can't, I can't endorse it, but I will say this. This is legitimate. I can bring I, the guy forward. I believe it. No, I, I, I'm is, just I saying. I reported it to the FBI, but, you know, you know the FBI is forever bothering Italians. Exactly. You're taking my jokes and you The Southsiders could steal his, listen, the Southsiders steal more with a pen or a pencil than anyone else does with a knife. Absolutely. Now, Mike, here's the thing, Mike. You you work with these scoundrels. You, you're around them all the time. Are the workers in on this, too, or are they disgusted by it? No, the workers, you know, there's a lot of them sitting inside that get paid. They don't have to uh, do yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, when they, yeah, well, a few weeks ago, they thought they were going to have more riots downtown. They wanted us to go down and sit in vans. I said, no, if, if they're rioting, arrest them. If they're protesting without a permit, arrest them. That's the cop's job. Uh-huh. See, none of these people were ever in the service when they were younger. They yeah. don't know what cannon fodder is. They want us to go and absorb the anger and the ammunition before they get to these buildings and that. Yeah. No, those guys that own those buildings won't even let me in to get a drink of water or use the bathroom. Well, let Mike- it burn them down. You just remember, when you move to Florida, you know who to call. You come down here. Everything's fine down here. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Now we get back on topic. Martin, Highland, Indiana. Hi, Martin. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Uh, I just want to let you know, you know, gold's been hovering between 1800 and 2000 for the last couple months, and silver's around 27 28 bucks. But the thing is, to get your hands on the actual physical product is getting very difficult. So if somebody's buying up massive amounts of, of this well, material... You know what yeah, else they've done? You know what else they've done, Martin? First of all, if you put all now, this is something that when I say it, people go, "No, it's not true." It is absolutely true. If you put all of the gold ever mined, the real gold, you could only fill up two Olympic swimming pools. That's it. Right. So what's I, happened I is that, yeah. they've allowed countries to speculate and trade in the market. So they've been right. it's eighteen hundred dollars between eighteen and two thousand because they've been massively, massively short selling it. And if it, they ever right, had to right. take delivery. It would skyrocket. Right. It would go parabolic. Right, right. As, so, our, as, our, as our money is being devalued, I think more and more people are scooping up these metals awaiting the impending doom of the dollar. So I don't know what's going to happen. But well, it is, and, and you, want to know something. you said something, Martin, that most people don't 
or don't say enough, or if they understand it, they don't, they don't speak about it, as our dollar is being devalued. Every day that Joe Biden talks, he devalues the dollar. Every day. And that's why their talk of inflation. If you had the mainstream media talk of inflation, it's because even they couldn't hide it anymore. And when you've got copper, corn, these base commodities, wood, everything going parabolic, you understand when oil does, and it will, it hasn't even started. The reason it hasn't even started is because they're buying a lot of propaganda, number one. But number two, people aren't traveling the way they did because we're still, vast parts of the country are still shut down. So once that starts to go up, they will never be able to hide it. That's why I say it's this is just the beginning, Martin. And the key indicator and the reason that you know it's true is because they created a coin out of air that's worth 60 grand, give or take. And when people talk against it, somebody explained to me why that coin is worth $60,000 U.S. dollars to buy that coin. And the reason is, because it's stable and because it's finite and because it's more sound than a dollar that illiterate economic illiterates called politicians can just create out of thin air and dictate where it's spent. Martin, thank you so much. So that's why I like those those vehicles, because all of those vehicles are a hedge against inflation. They're not just indications of inflation. They're the mere reflection of a devalued dollar because of political decisions and idiots who are clearly in a diaper making decisions. 312-642-5600. I'll be back to show you another idiot. This one's about 400 pounds. Looks like a beanbag with a pumpkin on it when I get back. So, I can't believe this show's almost over. It's the fastest two hours of the day. Really goes by quick. I wanted to elaborate a little bit. On why? You know, people say, oh, what are you, a pessimist? No, of course not. I'm an optimist. That's why I'm a capitalist. That's why I love about Americans. We're the country that uh, turned over, supposedly, the economy to the idea of the citizen, not the government. Um, we're the ones that are supposed to have property rights, yet they're infringed at every turn, at every time a Democrat opens his mouth. That's all they do. Force, extortion, force, extortion. That's what they do. It's their whole plan. And then the other thing they do is they build an army. They build an army from the people who are trapped in the areas, which I call ghettos, that they rule over. And the way that they build that army is they take their dignity. And once they take their dignity, they understand that these people are going to be loyal to them. And all they need to do is from time to time is to give them a little more free stuff and make it appear that. And then after a while, people get used to the circumstances that they're in. And they no longer wish to do things themselves or have that dignity earned they think they can take it from other people, and that's what's called the Democrat economic platform. And uh, every once in a while, there's an example of that. Now, my favorite part about this Pritzker pretending to help landlords and pretending to help tenants is that during the collapse in 08, the Pritzker went on a buying spree. The whole family did. They went on a big, big buying spree. And what they did in the buying spree was understand that the future should another economic problem happen, the future will include with it subsidized living. Section 8 housing has grown massively, and it's growing at every corner, and now it is becoming normalized, where people have accepted the servitude they've been cast in under the guise of the Fauci flu. 
And now all they're looking for is a little sustenance. And this is the dangerous part. This is the part that will make or break America. Because if you can steal the dignity of a man, you can enslave him. After all, that's why I am a terrible slave. I, I have too much pride in myself, too much dignity, too much principles founded in Americanism that I don't want it for free. So I don't take it. I'd never take it. But at a certain point, I do understand how people become hopeless. And Pritzkers understand how to capitalize on it. It was clear when we implemented last year's housing relief programs that the need was far greater than the dollars allocated to our state. Many of those here today worked very hard to send the message to Washington, D.C. that the financial damage the virus had brought was far from over. That's why I'm very... The financial damage was not brought to you by the flu. It was done to you by the Pritzkers. Although most are a foot and a half taller and 180 pounds thinner. Politicians did this to you, not the Fauci flu. Pleased today to announce that Illinois is expanding rental relief to $1.5 billion, nearly four times the amount that was available last year. The, that's okay, you can, you can applaud. That's a great thing to applaud. Please clap. That's not a good thing. That's a terrible, terrible thing. Because now what you've done is you've taken people that used to depend on themselves, on the idea that they could prosper if they worked, and what you've done is you've turned them into the welfare recipients that you control that ignore your corruption, that ignore the idea most of this rent is going to you, Chubby. That's, and he's way past Chubby. That's exactly how it works. They have positioned themselves to where they're bailing out themselves. They're profiting from welfare. And by the way, the billions he's talking about were created out of thin air, also known as future taxation. That's what debt really is. It's future taxes. John Portage, Indiana. Yeah, Hi, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, um, well, I just, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, getting ready to leave work right now. I turned on the radio, and, and uh, you know, I was just, uh, want to say I was just really blown away with the uh, breath of, uh, of uh, fresh, oh. fresh air you uh, have, and, and very enlightening. Yeah, and, it means a lot um, to me. You know, I really hate to, yeah, I really hate to say this, but the last time I flipped through my radio like that and just ran into somebody and something blew me away was uh, a guy named Alex Jones. You know, and I'm like. You know, I don't agree with everything Alex Jones says, but he has some very important knowledge and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. You know, I'm not going to name names, but, like, uh, the one thing I don't like, you know, about you know, about him was uh, over the weekend there were some protests. Like I said, I'm not going to say whose side, you know, yeah. whatever, but a, a few individuals from one of the sides had said some very derogatory uh, comments, and then he, like, lumped a whole group of people with that, and I, I, I don't like that kind of stuff. But. No, I appreciate that, John. And if I do something you don't like, and if I ever do that, which I try never to do, you be sure and correct me. But number one, I want to thank you for making the call. I appreciate it. I appreciate the compliment. And that's the the, the thing we have to understand is that we still have to remember that uh, you know these are these are individuals for the most part. But when you implement these policies that have put people on, uh, under house arrest. You've taken away their jobs, and you've turned them into dependents. You've got a real big 
problem. This is my favorite call. We don't have much time. Mark Glen Ellen. Yeah, hey, Sean. I'm thinking about seniors. Yeah. And with all this inflation on the horizon, mm-hmm. there's no way they're going to be able to keep up. And it's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to end up being more government goal. And, and because, Mark, yeah. all of the people on fixed incomes, those are the people that get hurt the first, the most and the longest. The key is to never turn to government your abuser for help. I'll be back tomorrow, 5 to 7, fastest show on the radio. Thank you. She don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.